Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Um, today I'm going to talk about whether to narrow your selections when trading. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give both sides of the argument. There's two real schools of thought on this um, and I'm going to give both sides of the argument, try and be fair to both sides because I actually think um, there are merits uh, to both sides of the argument. I think there are merits to whether you should do it and whether you should not or whether you should do it to a lesser extent than uh, some people may may believe or agree with. Uh, so I think it's a really important subject to talk about. Um, but before we get onto that, I want to talk about last night because obviously we, if you were watching us live on YouTube, we had our first ever BTC social, uh, Betfair Trading Community social. And it really was a brilliant evening. Um, myself, Ryan and Adam hosted it. Uh, so that's actually the first time we've ever done a video on uh, YouTube together, all three of us. Um, and obviously first on YouTube live as well. Um, and obviously we just had, uh, we had a drink, we had a laugh, we had a chat for an hour. We answered all the questions uh, that we could in that time from you guys. Um, and I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who watched it and everyone who took part because, you know, I was kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, what happens if we don't get many questions? Um, you know, the sort of tangents we can go off on <laughs> might not be very entertaining to listen to. Um, but it was brilliant because throughout the whole hour of the show, um, I was getting questions left and right. I was getting people commenting on the comments. Uh, you know, the live chat was just going. It was, it was almost going too quickly for me to read uh, and and take part in the in the discussions. Um, so yeah, thanks for that, guys, because I think that's definitely shown us that it's something we want to keep doing. Um, you know, because it helps us get to know you as well, and and it helps you guys get to know us. Um, and I think from the feedback we've had. Uh, it was just really nice you know everyone was obviously was saying nice things was um answering questions and asking questions and, and chatting amongst each other as well which is brilliant and that's what we're here for to kind of build a community of traders um i think btc when it was first set up the kind of goal was to be a social network of traders and as we've moved towards the software side of things we've still always wanted to incorporate the community aspect because it's always going to be a part of our name right we are bet fair trading community and uh, yeah I just want to say I had a lot of fun uh, it's not often I get a chance to just hang out with with you guys um, and chat and answer, and answer questions that even had nothing to do with trading you know which was actually quite fun and refreshing thing to do um, because obviously you know we get a lot of trading questions which is great and I like I say I'll always answer your questions um, you know so if you do ever have a question for me it doesn't have to be in the social just anytime um, if you're not on the forum just uh, uh, email info at betfairtrainingcommunity.com as I always say on these podcasts I do try and answer everyone if by chance I do miss it or just something happens I mean this is a problem with email they don't always come through or I don't always get notified about it um, just remind me you know I had a guy the other day who who said you haven't answered my question and I was like oh sorry I didn't I didn't get it so um you know, I answered it then. Don't just be like, oh, I've sent it once. Oh, he hasn't replied. That's it. You know, just try again because, uh, like I said, I do try and answer everything. You know, I think that's one of the things 
a lot of people have said to us you know even people who've tried other sort of similar things that are out there they've said that actually it's our engagement and interactivity of users that kind of puts us ahead of the game and obviously we see that with the numbers of members we have the amount of people that that stay and the amount of people that come through the doors and you obviously use our software as well so um yeah just a big thank you to everyone because obviously that's why we do what we do why we're able to keep doing it is because of you guys um and you know like i say it was just it was so nice to kind of get to chat to everyone and everyone chat to us um and like i say answer some of those more left field questions which i enjoyed doing um but anyway that's enough that's enough of that let's get on with some serious trading discussion so the reason i'm doing the subject today which is whether you should narrow down your trades, is we, we have just recently come off an international break. Now, in football, obviously most of our traders on Betfair Trading Community are football traders, and when you come off an international break, because the football during an international break isn't great, it's not great to trade. I've done, obviously, if you've listened to podcasts or watched my videos, I've done them recently as well. You'll know that I don't trade international football. It, it's not something I have any interest in. Um, and obviously, that I can go through the reasons, uh, but I won't do that now. Um, but yeah, obviously, just go and watch one of my videos on YouTube recently. Just Our YouTube channel, by the way, is just Betfair Trading Community. So search that. I'm sure it will come up with... Uh, Ryan, myself and Adam's faces uh, on some videos um, but yeah if you go to our channel uh, make sure you subscribe you'll get updated with all the new videos that come out which is important because you don't want to be missing this information um, and you know obviously the good thing with the YouTube videos is it, it, it gets out there you know we're getting thousands of views on these uh, videos and we haven't done any particular marketing for it either which is which is brilliant and shows that you know obviously they're worth watching or people are finding them worth watching anyway um but yeah so for me the key to this argument should you narrow your selections is i have kind of two lines of thinking on this i'm kind of in the middle um so a lot of people will say and you you, you might have heard ryan say Yes, you should narrow your selections. Um, you know, try and only trade a handful of trades a day. Now, I do agree with this um, to an extent because I think it's important to make sure you're not overwhelmed when you're trading, especially for newer traders um, who maybe will struggle to concentrate or be able to process more than a handful of trades in a day. Um, but then the kind of flip side to that argument is, well, look at what some of the pros do, right? So for me, when you're talking about first-hand experience, obviously, other than myself, the pro that I watch and that I follow the closest is Richard Futter. Um, obviously, he's, he's he's my dad, so that's a pretty a pretty easy one for me to do. Um, now he trade he trades cricket. That's all he trades, pretty much. Um, now he could fire off 50 trades in one match okay uh, so it's that's the thing when you're trading it doesn't have to be that you just trade a handful of trades because technically he's done 50 trades which is a lot more than most people would suggest and that's just in one match um, now 
the key there is what is your style of trading? Is it to get in and out quickly like he does? Then actually doing that 50 times in a match, although it sounds a lot, is not crazily excessive. Um, and actually, obviously, if you're making a profit at the end of it, it's worth doing. And I think that's one of the things that we have to remember here is that what are we ultimately here for? What, why do any of us use Betfair? Why do we trade on Betfair? And the actual answer is very simple, um, to make money, right? Now, I think sometimes we can forget that. We can get a bit carried away in our emotions. We can get a little bit too excited about the fact we actually enjoy trading. And of course, enjoyment is a part of it, right? That is a part of why people trade. But the number one reason is to make money. The number one reason is it's it's basically an investment platform, right? If you do Betfair properly, it's an investment platform. And it's one that actually you can see your investment grow a lot quicker than, say, the stock market. Obviously, um, you know, if you're not doing it properly or not doing it well enough, you can also see your money dwindle um, quicker than the stock market. So it's, it's one of those things where like I say, it's an opportunity, isn't it? There's a big opportunity because if you can create wealth from trading on Betfair, you've created yourself a job. You know, I've created myself a career. Obviously, Rich has done the same. Ryan's done the same. Adam's done the same. We all created careers from Betfair, right? From trading on Betfair. Um, and, and before, you know, Betfair trading community even existed as well. So, uh, the key here is that if you're able to create that career, if you're able to create that money and that income, it's a great investment opportunity, right? Now, the reason I'm talking about that is let's look at the statistics. Let's look at the maths. Let's say you're a profitable trader, right? Let's say you, you on, in general, you make money trading. It doesn't have to be big money. Um, but it could just be you make small profits and you're regularly making small profits and you're doing well from trading. Well, statistically, if that's the case, if you were, let's say you were a robot, right? You had no emotions. You didn't get distracted. You, everything you did was a robotic process. The maths would tell you, you should keep trading as much as you can. When you're able to trade, when you've got the time to do it, keep trading. So let's say you're a robot. Well, you could program a robot or a bot, as they're called actually in Betfair Trading. You could program one to run 24-7, right? And the maths would say, if you've got an edge, you're making money you know, over time, do it as often as possible. Place those trades. Don't just do a couple of trades a day, do every opportunity that arises. Um, so from a, a purely a mathematical perspective, when you have an edge, you should keep pushing that edge, right? Um, so let's say, try and make this an even more simple kind of concept to understand. Let's say you're tossing a coin, right? Heads or tails. Now we know Assuming the toss is, is you know, uh, just a, a proper one, it's 50-50. Heads and tails, two outcomes, they should land about 50% of the time each, okay? 
Now, let's say I will give you two pounds every time you toss a head and one pound every time you get tails. Now, obviously, in that situation, but you have to bet a pound, right? Now, obviously, in that situation, you've got a massive edge on the market, okay? You can double your money on heads or you can get your money back on tails, right? It's really simple, right? Just keep pushing that edge. You would you would do that as many times as you could, or you should. Um, now, obviously, in that situation, you're not going to say, oh, just do you know four or five trades. Well, it's similar in Betfair trading. If you're pushing an edge, you shouldn't automatically think I mustn't trade more than four or five times right you shouldn't automatically think it I think you should think how much can I trade that I'm comfortable with how many times can I trade how many games can I trade where I'm comfortable where I'm in my zone where I'm able to be robotic right where how can I be that robot before emotions start getting to me discipline starts costing me or you just get overwhelmed now what I've often found is that when I'm trying to trade too many things I can get overwhelmed um, but I'm going to give you a really good example of the weekend where I think you can you can trade more selections if you do it properly and the key thing for, for this is preparation right now on Saturday I had a short list of 52 games to trade okay in the end as is with my short list a lot of them get eliminated because certain things have to happen in the game to make the trade an opportunity so let's say I'm going for a second half goal at 60 minutes um, but the scoreline needs to be drawing. Well, a lot of matches aren't drawing at 60 minutes, so they automatically I don't get involved. Now, in the end, I think I had around 20 matches that I traded. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it did get cut down. So let's work with the figure of 20, which is what I was working with. I actually managed to trade them all fine, right? I didn't make any errors. Um, I wasn't overwhelmed. Uh, the time periods weren't crazy. It wasn't like I had 10 selections at 3 p.m. It was like kind of 2 or 3 at 3 p.m., 2 or 3 at 4 or 5. It, it was spaced out quite nicely. The first thing I did was I ordered all my strategies and trades in terms of what time they started. So I opened up my spreadsheet with all my selections. I moved those selections onto a new spreadsheet. And on the new spreadsheet, I ordered them in the time, not necessarily the time of the kickoff, but the time of the match where I might get involved in the trade. So to explain what I mean, let's say a game kicks off at 3 p.m. If I'm going for a goal on 60 minutes, well, I'm going to be trading at roughly 4.15, right? So the 3 p.m. kickoff's not really relevant. The time that's relevant to me is 4.15 that's when I might enter a trade that's when I'm going to check what's been going on how are the stats how's the gameplay look obviously at 4.15 
you're usually, because of half time and, and injury time, you usually get about another five minutes added onto that before it hits 60 minutes. So let's say a game kicks off at 3 p.m., the match will probably be at 60 minutes at around 3.20. Uh, sorry, 4.20. So you've got another five minutes from that 4.15 interval where you can even watch a little bit of the game flow and just get an idea of that. However, with these strategies I was following, and one of the advantages of the strategies I do send out uh, on the daily email is a lot of them are more set and forget, right? Um, so I've developed them on purpose this way so that if they are profitable as set and forget strategies, I don't need to worry too much about all the other stuff like in place stats, um, you know, just what's happening that day. What I can do is know that, hey, this tends to make money, right? This tends to make money. Um, and if it makes money, regardless of all that stuff, um, then I don't necessarily need to see all that stuff to enter a trade. However, obviously, it's an advantage and it's a good thing if you can check the stats, if you can check the play. I certainly don't discourage anyone from doing that. What I always say is do what's comfortable for you. If that helps you improve your trading, then go for it. Um, and some people obviously are much more comfortable when they can do those things. But if you've got a strategy that's uh, making money, that makes money regularly, uh, without using in place stats, without anything else, then actually the maths again says just keep pushing that edge. Don't worry too much about anything else. Um, because remember, if you do that, you're removing emotion. Where issues often come in in trading is when you add emotion to things and you go, oh, you know what, my strategy says this is a really good trade, but the game kind of looks a bit slow and, and there's not been any shots. Well, you're kind of emotionally involved and it might not just be a thing of the stats, but you might be kind of on the fence and unless there's end-to-end -end stuff every, every few seconds, you think the game's dead, right? Because I've seen games where people say they're dead and then I go and look at them or I look at the stats and I go, do you know what? It's not as dead as you think, and the stats are picking up as time goes on. Um, so, so sometimes I think people people really want really, really strong in play stats, which is fine. If that's what you stick to, that's how you do it. That's absolutely fine. What I'm saying is it doesn't have to be the be-all, end-all, especially when you've got a set-and-forget strategy that works. right? So why set-and-forget? Why, why is there kind of this emphasis to me of that? Well, the first reason is it was user requested so often. People said to me, Martin, I do not have time to sit at my screen, you know, uh, and just trade a little bit here and there, uh, get in, get out, you know, watch that stuff. They're like, can you just send me some things and more set and forget, you know, enter at this time, let it run, etc., etc." And that's kind of how a lot of these strategies were developed in the first place. They're always the ones that I'm more interested in, right? Because I know that, yes, these can be set up, these can be done. Um, it's a lot easier to trade, say, 20 trades in a day when you know what time you're getting in um, and what time you're getting out and you don't have to worry too much about any of the fluff in between, right? Now, on the other side of that, if you are doing the in-depth 
trading where you're watching every second you're taking into account in play stats to the absolute full you're taking in play in all the team news. i mean i know ryan let's see this is the thing this is something that ryan does especially with things like team news you know even conditions um every factor you can then that is when you narrow your trades right because you will not have time to do all that and do 20 trades in a day but if doing that is what makes you profitable like ryan and what ryan does then by all means do it stick to it and only do four or five trades a day the argument for narrowing your selections which i'm going to move on to now is a strong one and the reason is you don't want to be overwhelmed if you're really getting into the real nuts and bolts of of a selection you're definitely not going to be able to do 20 of those a day. You won't have the time in a day. And also, if you get matches that overlap, it's not going to be any use to you. And you do need to you do need to have find a way of narrowing your selections, researching them and finding what works for you. Um, I know Ryan did a video, I think, last week on how to research football trades. Well worth a look, by the way. Fantastic, fantastic video. It's on YouTube. Again, just go YouTube, Betfair Trading Community, research football trades should pop up and it's the number one pick now i agree that if that is the style of trading you do if that is what you do then you really do have to be you know handful of trades that's how you do it that's how you make your money um there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that the other thing which it obviously isn't as much of an issue for ryan but will be for newer traders is that it's difficult to separate emotions from trading, right? And if you are someone who gets emotional about your trading, well, it's a tough pill to swallow if you do 20 trades in a day and, you know, you lose your first two or three. Because at that point, you might just go, this is too emotional. If I cannot take the losses, I'm done for the day. I'm back tomorrow. Now, in that situation... You probably shouldn't be doing the 20 trades. What you should be doing is focusing on your favorite things from that day, things that you, you've you really researched to the max, that you've got full confidence in to try and help remove some of that emotion. Um, and obviously, if you've got discipline issues, if you've got mentality issues, you don't want to be overwhelming yourself with loads and loads of trades because let's say you go on tilt. Right, let's say you go on tilt and you, you really lose your mind. Well, you don't want to have another 15 trades left that day where you could just squander all your money, right? Um, and it, you know, it's, it's more easily done. So I think there are some serious benefits to narrowing your selections um, and not, not trading to your overwhelm. And we see with a lot of traders that they say once they do that, they improve their trading improves so the key is if you're narrowing your selections it's probably because your bigger list either there's just too much to trade that day or your bigger list isn't actually good enough and you need to do further research and narrow um, my argument about I don't think there's a problem with doing more trades is when you have a list where you know that your whole list isn't there's nothing wrong with your list and actually you should trade every trade because the math says that if you're making a profit you know on on each selection um that actually it's worth keep 
plugging away at it because uh, you know expected value will tell you that the more you trade the more money you can make in that circumstance but if it does hurt your profits if it is something that eats into your money then yeah it's not worth doing and it is worth narrowing your trades so I've kind of given a, a, a bit of a perspective there on both sides of the argument I'm really interested in your thoughts guys so please you know get in touch with me I'll do a video on this uh, for YouTube I'll try and do it a little bit shorter as, as I do with YouTube so if you do listen to the podcast it's a very good thing because you're getting kind of a more in-depth uh, chat about these things uh, the problem with YouTube is I try doing that and, and the viewing figures go down because people on YouTube don't want to listen for half an hour uh, 40 minutes they want kind of 10 minute bursts um, which you know I don't know maybe it's something to do with my face being on there uh, you know which is understandable um, but yeah uh, just want to say a big thanks again to everyone for listening uh, for people who do support the, the site and the, the channel and the podcast you know everyone's a part of btc whether you remember or not you know we all consider you a part of it um and you know obviously we have people who dip in and out as well and like i say you're just as much a part of that family as everyone else um you know we're all part we're all here for a common goal right we're all here for the common goal to make money trading on betfair um, and obviously we me ryan and adam have a really strong belief that the more we work together the more we can achieve, the more that we can do that. Um, and, you know, obviously trading is a very isolating thing. I spoke a little bit about it last night. Uh, that was the reason I joined Betfair Trading Community all those many years ago. Um, because, you know, I was a professional trader and I'd left my job where I spoke to people a lot, where I saw people every day to work in my office at home. Um, and yeah, it was, it could be a lonely job at times. Um, you know, so Betfair trading community has kind of changed that perspective for me, has given me people to talk to. I've made lots of friends, uh, through it, you know, so thank you for your support. And obviously I'll be back with another podcast soon.